0: Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Pamela Brewer welcoming you to this edition of MindTalk and to this edition of 530, which is a special feature on MindTalk. And we are discussing with a person who is typically behind the mic, if you will, here on Mind Talk, uh, Jim Brown, uh, his diagnosis of mixed dementia, which he received uh, some time ago, and just what the daily experiences are like for him, Jim. It just very briefly for those who may not have heard previous episodes. Why are we here? Why are you talking about something that is so often kept a secret?
1: It's a uh, it's a condition that I have that uh, I wanted to share with folks as I'm experiencing it and i wanted to make sure that people especially african-american people uh, hear someone who has been diagnosed with alzheimer's or, or uh,
0: mixed dementia or alzheimer's with vascular feet vascular features yeah yes
1: and uh, uh mostly depending on your questions the question that you ask me will depend on how quickly i can respond and how quickly i do respond and how. I, how uh, I could be, uh, I don't like the word judge, but how I could be seen as a person with this condition and and, and, uh, s- and so on one's hand evaluate it and, and, and understand that it is uh, uh, a living condition that people can actually survive with.
0: Jim, I'm going <laughs> to uh, ask you a question, which is to speak up a bit because uh, I do want to make sure that everybody is actually hearing everything you have to say. Most people who listen to Mind Talk know that, and we are in our 25th year, folks, and Jim has been with MindTalk for 25 of its 25 years. Um, m- most people know that these interviews are not rehearsed, questions are not provided in advance, Um, although I do let guests know the general topic, whether it's a book they've written or a commentary that they've made, so folks know that it's unrehearsed. I say all that to say, Jim, that I'm going to be asking you some questions that you may not be able to answer, um, may not want to answer, or they may be difficult to answer, but that's part of the truth, that I know you want to tell and the truth that we tell here on Mind Talk, Is that a deal? Yeah. Okay. One of the things that I notice is that you seem to be more comfortable with saying, I don't remember, uh, particularly for things that have happened like when, I don't know, the last few minutes, the last hour, it really depends on the day and, and the the thing under discussion. Are you, in fact, more comfortable with acknowledging out loud I don't know. I don't remember.
1: I am. Uh, it is, in fact, uh, a condition. It is, in fact, a condition. And it has a lot to do with, uh, with me uh, being able to express how I actually am feeling about or how I actually know what's going on
0: the um, you know one one of the features of uh alzheimer's uh particularly at the stage that you are is the difficulty with short term memory you're You're pretty good with long term memory in in most regards, but the short term memory can really be a challenge for you. You can have a conversation and hang up from that conversation and not remember all of the details of that conversation you can remember the gist of it but sometimes it's hard to remember the whole piece of the conversation what's that like for you say experiencing that more often and saying more often I don't know I don't remember
1: it is uh, embarrassing it's difficult Uh, I can have a conversation with someone and uh, we could talk about a specific telephone number or call me back on this number and I may write it down correctly or may not write it down correctly but I won't remember it unless I can see it again and sometimes I have to ask the person to repeat it to me two or three times so that I make sure I get it Um uh, I don't trust myself writing down telephone numbers, uh, new telephone numbers mm. that uh, uh that are given to me especially on the phone uh, because i'm not sure whether i'm going to write it down correctly or not
0: you know one of the things that i know you have treasured over your lifetime is the work that you have done in radio television podcasting the community work that you've done the community activism in which you have been engaged And on all of those arenas, the ability to respond quickly, think quickly, synthesize information quickly has really been a strong point for you. So I'm wondering if you could just talk a little bit more about what it's like now that your recollection, your recall is not as sharp as you are used to it being.
1: You don't really... uh should not say you but i don't really uh recognize it until i experience it uh and look back at it afterwards and then i get very uh, uh depressed or very upset that uh i didn't handle a particular uh, verbal uh, exchange properly uh, I- in general conversations it's it works out fine when it comes to specific information that i have to uh, put into practice um, i tend to get uh, i get upset if it, if i don't get it correct uh, when i talk to people in general conversation say for i'm calling a friend from the other side of the country uh, or whatever and we're having a conversation whatever i say to that person it, it, it usually is correct, and I usually don't have a problem with it, it's when I have to take some, s- some, some, some specific details like... Uh
0: or some action also. after the conversation? Yeah,
1: that huh. I, get, I get confused sometimes and not really understand exactly whether I have given the correct information or not. But if it's talking about behavior or family matters or whatever or just or, or interaction with different people in my family, uh, it, I have no problem with those conversations. I have problem with technical uh, information that, that has to be, in my opinion, correct. I don't like not having the correct information.
0: Well, and as you've heard me say many times, you have been with MindTalk 25 of its 25 years and a large part of what you have done is the engineering part, the recording, the editing, all of that. So when you find yourself in sort of a technical conundrum, if you will, I know that it's frustrating for you it is, in fact, something that, in years past, you might have been able to figure out in five minutes. Now it might take you a couple of hours.
1: Yeah. It's not that figuring it out that's the problem. It's the fact that you, 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 you in, in my business, you have to respond correctly uh, almost instantly. And if I'm not responding correctly instantly, uh, it bothers me. Uh, That that's the part that, that gets you because you know that the instantaneous response to uh, to events and to activities and so forth is is, is paramount in this business. Uh, one has to understand that when uh, uh, when it's thirty seconds to go on a, on a, on a, on, a, on, a, on a particular shot, uh, then it's thirty seconds, and you have to understand what that means. That means 30 seconds. It means that you don't have 28 seconds. of. Uh, it means you don't have 15 seconds. It means that you have 30 seconds. It means that's what you have, and that's what you have to contend yourself with. It's just contain, and that's what you have to act on.
0: One of the things, I mean, I hear you saying uh, that it's not so much that it takes you a while to figure a technical issue out. It's more your concern about being accurate with whatever you're saying or doing in the moment. Uh, What I will say is that I have noticed over time that it does take you a little bit longer, and sometimes a lot longer, to figure out something that's going on technically. And at least from where I sit, it it appears as though it's frustrating to you. but more on the other side, we're going to take a break. This is Pamela Brewery. You're listening to Mind Talk, and I'm having a conversation with Jim Brown. Don't go away. Jim, another experience that you've had recently um, that I'd like to talk about, um, and, and I hope you will agree to at least explore some of it, is the issue of driving and a driver's license. Is it okay if we go down that path for a bit? Yes? Okay. You recently realized that your license had been medically suspended. So what that means is that there in the eyes of the Motor Vehicle Administration, you have a medical condition um, that prohibits you from being able to safely drive. At least when I say prohibits you, it prohibits you from being able to safely drive with a license, which is the only safe driving you can do. Um, The... One of the medical conditions, uh, if people have seizures, that's one of the reasons why uh, someone may have their license temporarily suspended until they've gone a period of time without seizures. Another example is the, uh, the diagnosis of dementia. And so it is that diagnosis that came to the attention of the Motor Vehicle Administration, and your license was then suspended for medical reasons. And we, I, I'd like to talk a little bit more about how that came to be. But talk about, if you will, just that experience. I mean, you know how to drive. You've been driving all your life. Now you're told, sorry, can't drive.
1: Yeah, it came not, it, it came sort of like, uh, uh, as a surprise to me because I know that I don't have any difficulty driving. And it was suspended for a while and I didn't even know it was suspended. Uh, my problem has always been that uh, when I'm driving, I'm, I'm very alert and so forth. And there are times uh, when I'm very, if I'm very tired or haven't had enough sleep and so forth, that I may drift or me. Have some problems here or there, but basically I have very I have a, a lot of confidence in my driving, and uh, I was surprised when I when I when I went out became aware of the fact that my my uh, driver's license had been suspended. I didn't realize that it had. It was like a shock to me.
0: So, so let me talk a little I've bit never about, never, about the pro Let me finish. Okay. And, and,
1: and my whole life I had never had. A situation where, uh, where I wasn't able to, to drive. I mean, I was driving since I was 15 years old. I'm now uh, uh, almost 80 years old, and it's kind of, uh, of a shock to have uh, that kind of labor put on you. I, I'm shocked that it's put on me. I don't like the fact that it's dead. So that's that's where I am.
0: So let me uh walk you uh back through the way in which this happened. You received a diagnosis. Um and the part of the neuropsych eval um spoke to decision making um, rapid decision-making, focus, things of that nature that were impacted negatively by the fact of the Alzheimer's with the vascular involvement. You actually signed a document that was sent off to the motor vehicle uh, department indicating that you were requesting the removal of your license. They then sent that to your medical doctor your neurologist and uh your neurologist signed off on that as well you're shaking your head seems like you do you have memory of that
1: i don't have memory of me requested that that my license be suspended i don't have memories of that okay but, but it, it could have could have happened yeah i, I don't have memories of it uh so as when i, I was tell giving, you that when, when i was giving those documents to sign i thought my I thought I was signing documents to uh, uh, for something else. I didn't think I was requesting my license to be suspended. I didn't really understand that.
0: Okay, so it was a one-page document, and I recognize that you don't recall it in 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 the way that you're talking about it. Um, what I'd like to do, though, just for a couple of minutes is to walk the listeners through how one can have that happen. Um, because in, in some places, they will test you uh, for uh, whether or not you're okay to drive, for any number of reasons. And a lot of times those tests are several hundred dollars several, several hundred dollars uh, for you to then be evaluated and then it, the report goes back to the motor vehicle and blah, blah, blah. Um, but you can also request yourself. A family member can request. But still, the, the, the bottom line, the final determination is based on what your neurologist uh, recommends. and and explains as the concerns. So it is, I I know it's frustrating. You don't remember signing the document. You didn't realize that it had, sounds like that it had been submitted. And so recently you're sitting there, you're going to apply for your, you know, to update your license. And then for you, you're all of a sudden told, well, we can't do that because it's been medically suspended and you're shocked.
1: Right. Because I don't remember signing a document requesting mm-hmm. that my license be suspended. I don't remember doing that. I don't recall. I, 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 w- I wouldn't have done that without some, some further conversation. I thought that when those documents were being put in front of me, this has been uh, at least five, six months ago, that it would documents uh, stating condition, and stating you know, further uh, 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 privilege in driving. I didn't know it was. I, I didn't know. I, I, I did not understand that. I personally was requesting to be suspended. Okay. It, it didn't come across to me that way. I didn't understand it that way, and uh, it's it's my not understanding. Yeah, I did not. did not not understand that I was requesting to be suspended for driving?
0: It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to do. It's hard to feel. It's hard to know. And, um, you know, just to be clear, as far as I understand, a a medical suspension cannot happen without the documentation from the medical doctor who either requests or supports it. So it's another thing that you know you're you're kind of contending with that people don't necessarily think about but with the diagnosis of dementia that is clearly specified as one of the medical conditions that would result in what what has happened to you um, in terms of renewing your license. H- how are we doing on time?
1: We have uh, about 3 moments to go for this segment. Okay.
0: Um, I tell you, folks, he's still engineering the show, even as he is the star, if you will, <laughs> of I'm this still, series.
1: I'm still, I'm still. I just want this point. I need to get clear, and we can talk about this in future programs. Is that I don't re- recall having uh, requested that my license be suspended. Mm-hmm. I don't recall that. Uh, I'm saying I didn't do it. I'm just saying I don't, I don't recall doing it.
0: I, I get that. And it's frustrating as i get out. I get and that.
1: And I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not saying it's just because of, of Alzheimer's or, or, or dementia that it happened. I'm saying that in this case, this is one of those, those things that I do not recall having done because I don't believe I did, I, I can't believe I would do that to myself as much as I enjoy. I mean I haven't stopped driving really I've been driving off and on all all, all through this whole for the last year and a half uh, did not know I was driving illegally um, and and you know not having any real difficulties driving going anywhere I want to go with with or with with, with someone or without or by myself but I did not realize that um I was doing it without uh, the proper permission.
0: Well, one of the things that happened, um, my guess, is that as you relocated, the state in which the documentation was submitted did not transmit that. That didn't get to you in your new location, which is why you did not know that it was happening until you... Uh, went uh, from your new location to up, upgrade your uh, update your license. we got to take a break, as I understand it. Uh, Are yeah. we good?
1: Yeah, we can take a break now.
0: Okay. Um, there is one more question that I'd like to discuss with you, So, and I think it may be a little difficult, so we can either talk about it now or take a break and come back. We'll take a break and come back. Okay. Folks, this is Pamela Brewer. You're listening to Jim Brown. Uh, talk about his experience of uh, his experience of having uh, Alzheimer's with vascular involvement, and, and I say having versus his experience of being diagnosed, because as many of us know, the the symptoms um, occur often long before uh, the diagnosis actually occurs. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Jim, another question um, I'd I'd like for you to share your um, thoughts about Um, probably a week or two ago we were having a conversation and you began to talk about an experience uh, that in your recollection I was a part of which I was not Um, having met and interacted with a person Um, that you thought I had met and interacted with and I had not. And as I was able to say to you, ask you some more questions about it, and you, I think you realized that you were recalling something that had not occurred. So I'll put recalling in quotes. As I recall, what you said was, there goes my memory and my time thing again something like that, referencing the fact that your sense of time and events is sometimes a challenge for you.
1: That's true, sometimes. That's true. And when it happens, I, I can recall and, and, and understand and, 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 and reestablish myself that way. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not that far away from reality that i cannot uh, uh you know recoup or recall mm-hmm. there are some things that i can get mixed up with especially in terms of time and periods of life and so forth and so on and, and I, i've done that uh, i've done that i used to do that years ago uh, but that's not the same as uh this whole situation with the driver's license this is a whole different situation.
0: The driver's license situation is is in fact different. Very, um, different,
1: very different, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I don't recall having uh, requested uh, a suspension.
0: That seems to be more. Upsetting to you than the um, than the experience I just described, where you were recalling something that in fact had not happened. I so d- let's d- I understand that. let's I talk a little bit more about the driver's license piece. What what's going on for you?
1: I don't like the fact that that I requested to be sent. I don't like that. I don't like not knowing that I did that. I don't like knowing that I signed a paper saying license, uh, suspend my license.
0: I am not remembering it, I get. And, and I can certainly understand, and I think our listeners can certainly understand how distressing that would be. Um, to have something that impactful in your life occur, it would feel like it's occurring around you when you would have no, no knowledge of it until after the fact. And I think that probably everybody who's listening can relate to, if not that experience, can certainly that specific experience can certainly understand how disruptive, and and disturbing, and maybe even angering that would be. I just want to come back and ask you if you, I think you recognize that even if you had asked for it, if a doctor had not supported it, it wouldn't have been granted. So I'm wondering, is it the issue that you didn't remember it, or is it the issue that, um, that a doctor supported it, or is it, the, or is it all of the above or none of the above? What's the most distressing for you?
1: All, all of the board. Uh, I, I have, uh, if, if, if any of my doctors, especially the ones that I know, got uh, the inkling that I was requesting to be suspended, they would have supported it uh I'm saying I don't recall even having that kind of discussion with any of my physicians saying that I want my license suspended. okay I don't recall that uh, I'm not saying that you have I'm saying mm-hmm. I don't recall have seen mm-hmm. uh, I don't I don't I don't I, I, I'm not saying that the doctor would do it without my knowledge if the doctor signed it and, and requested it if he did it uh, because he thought I requested it.
0: Nope. That's not why a doctor would do that. doctor would do that because he or she thought that it was an appropriate request based on, in your case, a medical issue.
1: Right. Based on uh, some exam or based on some information that he has received from
0: me. No, it's not just that.
1: Uh, uh, Information that he has observed from me mm-hmm. that's what I, I believe and I'm saying I don't remember that conversation with any, either one of my doctors okay
0: so what do you think needs to happen now
1: I think I need to be re-examined, and I think that uh, I need, really need to look at those documents again
0: so what's your first step it's I guess to take a look at the documents yeah okay that makes sense again i will say for those listening and it and it's um easy enough to find on on uh, i would imagine any motor vehicle administration site the reasons why licenses might be temporarily or permanently suspended um and they're there. They're listed. Anyone can take a look at it. Anyone can see what the process is. I know certainly in working with some of my uh, clients, there have been medical suspensions um, th- based on physical illnesses that made it difficult. You know, someone with narcolepsy, for example, um, would have his or her license either uh, permanently or, or, or temporarily suspended depending on the degree of the difficulty. Um, seizures, somebody, you know, so there are all kinds of medical things that one can, you can find out by going to the Motor Vehicle Administration in your area and see what those things are and just be clear that even though those exams that are offered um, can be extremely costly, I think that there is a way for you not to have to pay that cost, but it that's something that each individual in each individual state would have to take a look at and get more information about.
1: That's true. I don't, I don't question that. Yeah. I'm just saying that, that in my case, uh, my state of mind is such that I would not have, I, I would have remembered if I had actually made that, that drastic request uh, I'm just saying I, I, would, I, I, I don't uh, that's that's where I am okay and I'm not saying I'm not questioning uh, the reasons for it I'm just saying that I don't recall requesting that I be suspended okay from driving.
0: gotcha so a conversation to be continued in the weeks to come uh, that about wraps it up for us today. Uh, Mind Talk is brought to you regularly as an educational public service. It is not something that is designed to replace any work that you may choose to do with the professional of your choosing. If you would like to send in a question or a comment, my email uh, address is Pamela, P-A-M-E-L-A, at mindtalk.com. Dot org that's m-y-n-d-t-a-l-k dot o-r-g mind talk is available online on demand at mindtalk.org org and several other sites you can always do a search and find out which of your favorite platforms mind talk exists on the mind talk programs are also archived at the mind talk site so if you miss one you can just do a search at the site and find it and bring it up Jim, again, I want to thank you for your candor today, and I I really appreciate your honesty in responding to some, some tough questions. And, folks, I want you all to remember that if it's unacceptable, well, then it's just plain unacceptable. But what is acceptable is that we'll see you soon. You take care.